Well, friends, uh, today's scripture comes from Isaiah chapter 52, verses 7 through 10. And uh, we encourage you to find the scripture uh, in your pew Bibles or if you brought your own Bible or a Bible app. It will be also projected behind me. I'll be reading in the ESV and we ask that you uh, read along uh, silently with me. Uh, Again, it's Isaiah chapter 52, verses 7 through 10. May the Lord bless the reading of God's word for us today. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. The voice of your watchmen, they lift up their voice. Together they sing for joy. For eye to eye they see the return of the Lord to Zion. Break forth together into singing, you waste places of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God, the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. Well, friends, uh, it is my uh, honor and joy to introduce to you uh, our our speaker today, who is also the speaker at the retreat this weekend. Uh, His name is uh, Pastor Jeffrey Abiera, and uh, he comes to us from Chicago, Illinois. Uh, He's pastoring as the English ministry pastor at a church called Peace Presbyterian Church uh, in the suburbs of Chicago. Uh, he also uh, is not only an amazing uh, preacher of God's word, but he's a talented dancer. <laughs> I don't think Pastor Jeff will be... Will you be dancing for us today? We'll see how the spirit leads. You never know. You never know. It does say faithful feet, doesn't it? <laughs> That's the name of the message. <laughs> uh, but uh, he is leading a worship, uh, a dance ministry uh, called uh, M4G, Move for God, uh, an amazing dance ministry. And we have just been so blessed uh, by Pastor Jeff um, the past few days. And uh, I wanted to actually, before Pastor Jeff uh, preaches, uh, could we just have uh, Jeff come up here? And uh, I'd just like to pray for him and his family and his ministry. Pastor Jeff, actually, uh, he and his wife uh, have a baby girl who's four months old. And I can't believe he came to this retreat. <laughs> and, and so I was like, man, we got to thank your wife, maybe more than anyone. Uh, but um, yeah, we are just so thankful to have had Pastor Jeff with us. And we just want to bless him and his, his, the many ministries that he's involved with um, and his family. And so uh, church, can we just pray for Pastor Jeff and just um, for all those things? And so let's let, lift this brother up. Let's pray for him. God, so much, Lord, for his faithfulness, God, and preaching your gospel, God, and using his many gifts, Lord, to uh, build your kingdom, God, to bring glory to you, God. We pray, God, for his family, God, for his ministry, and everything that he does, God. May you bless him and prosper him, God. May you be with his wife and baby girl, God. May you be with uh, M4G and with uh, uh, Peace Presbyterian Church, God. And with uh, every endeavor, God, just may you bless his brother and use him powerfully for you, God. Thank you so much. Precious God, we are so grateful, Lord, um, that in your kingdom, God, you bring so many amazing people into our lives that we don't have to live this life alone. God, and I thank you for this co-laborer for your your gospel, God, for this co-laborer for the kingdom, uh, Pastor Jeff and God, just all the amazing gifts that you have given this brother to be able to communicate, God, to be able to use creative gifts, Lord, to um, open people's hearts and minds to the gospel, Lord. Uh, What an amazing thing that is, God. Uh, Lord, I just pray uh, blessings over him and his life, God, his wife, his beautiful baby girl, uh, for his church, Peace Presbyterian Church, for uh, his dance ministry, Move for God. Um, in all the different things, God, that you have put on this brother's heart and that you've given him these opportunities to bless people, God. We pray blessings over all these things. Lord, may you bless Pastor Jeff. May you keep him. May you make your face shine upon him, God, and be gracious to him. May you turn your whole countenance and presence to be with him forever. And may you give him peace, Lord. As he preaches your word for us this morning, As he goes back to Chicago, God, uh, just may you give him and Johnny a safe trip back. Lord, uh, we pray, God, just in every endeavor, Lord, we know you're going to do amazing things through him. 
we thank you, God, that we have this brief moment to share uh, in ministry, Lord, but that we have a greater partnership. And we pray for um, just more opportunities, Lord, for us to work together uh, for your kingdom. Thank you, God, for Pastor Jeff. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Yeah, so I, I give to you, Pastor Jeff Abiera. <laughs> Let's give him a big hand, friends. All right, good morning, beautiful people. It's awesome to see new faces, even though you're already my brothers and sisters. Man, I am just, as I was praying for you this morning, I was just so excited to be here. It's an honor to be here. Real quick, though, I, I want to honor um, your pastor. You know, I was able to get to know him this past a uh, couple days, and man, he has a heart for this ministry, and I am just so grateful for him. So can we just honor him real quick and clap for him? Praise God for him. Amen. As I look around, I see, I see a little bit of diversity in here. I see some many ages, generations. So real quick, can you turn to the person next to you because you're looking so nice today. Just say, wow, I look good. I know some of us didn't shower, but man, you look good. All right, turn to somebody else and say, you look beautiful. Yes. All right, real quick, real quick, look at me, look at me. Husbands in the room, raise your hand. Husbands in the room. Okay, we got a few. I want you to look deep into your wife's eyes and say, you look beautiful. <laughs> Amen, all right. A little awkward, it's okay. All right, so I love this church. I love what I've been seeing. Um, I'm so grateful to be here. So I want to get most of you guys caught up in what we've been learning over the past few days. Even though you haven't been at the retreat, uh, we even prayed for some of you. So I'm going to get you caught up. Our, our theme verse for this past couple of days was Romans 12, uh, verses 1 through 2. I'm going to read it real quick. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Our theme was DTR. It stands for Define the Relationship. There's times, um, I don't know if many of you did this, but there was times in my college days where people would uh, meet together. You've been flirting around, going on casual dates, and then, and then most often somebody says, can we talk? And you know it's coming. You know it's coming. You define the relationship. Are we dating? What are we, right? And it's this weird time. But we decided to figure out what it means to truly walk in God and what it looks like and the boundaries within it and to live principles. So some of the things that we learned about was a godly perspective on problems. We learned that rather than going away from the problems, we need to be like an eagle and fly towards the dark clouds and allow those, um, the wind to take us up higher to a place where we've never been before. We also learned about money, whoa. The title that uh, we learned about was Get Money, Get Generous. So it's okay to get money, but it's more important to get generous. Another thing that we learned last night was about being a follower of Jesus through the life of Peter. We can't just be a fan, but we need to be followers of the Most High, amen? We've been doing this thing where we I have a couple affirmations before each message. This is literally something that I say to myself every single morning, okay? Every single morning. So please repeat after me with passion, with confidence, and with excellence, okay? Say, I am a child of God. I am loved by God. And I am the light of the world. Amen, amen. Let's pray real quick, yeah? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this place. We thank you for your faithfulness to this church. Lord, I speak a blessing over this congregation. I pray that today we would learn how to um, walk in your ways and be a church that is active, a church that is walking, a church that um, is anointed and ready to use the giftings that you have blessed us with. So God, um, I pray that you would speak through me. I pray that there would be truth and clarity um, and that the word would just speak to our hearts at this time. So we love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> the title of my message is Faithful Feet. Faithful feet. Uh, I'm going to warn you, this is not a normal message. Okay? The purpose, I'm going to tell you right away, the purpose of this message is to get you equipped with the right heart 
to carry out the assignment that God has placed in your life specifically. Now, on behalf of all the leaders of the Capital C Church, the global church, I'm going to speak on behalf of the church leaders for a moment. I'm telling you right now that God expects the best out of you to carry on the Great Commission. We expect you to pursue excellence as we use our bodies as a living sacrifice to God through whatever role we have, whether it's a greeting, a smile, a hug, preaching. See, the church needs generations both young and old. Real quick, youth group, raise your hand. Where you at? Oh, so cute. Hello, youth group. <laughs> young and old and everything in between. Okay? That's what we're looking for. So when your leaders ask you to pray, we don't, we're not asking you to pray. We're asking you to pray. All right? When we say, man, we got to love each other. We're not asking you just love. We're asking you, love! All right? Lion and the lamb. And when I mean excellence, I'm not talking perfection. Because we're not perfect beings. Okay? But what we can do is we can give our best efforts, our first fruits to God. Because the reality is spiritual warfare is not something in a distant land. The reality is it's in this room right now. And we need to be prayerful. And we need to be warriors for God. Amen? Did you know that God chose you, chose you to do great things for the kingdom of God? It wasn't random. All the struggles, the doubts that you had this past year as we enter into this new year, the struggles, the hardships, that has prepared you for the year 2018 to be a light of the world. Carrying out the Great Commission is no task. It must take effort. So again, the title of my message today is Faithful Feet. Everybody say, Faithful Feet. Faithful footwork. Nice. I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. All right, I'm going to focus on one verse from our passage. It's going to be uh, verse 7 only. It says, How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, Your God reigns. Amen. As I look around in this room, some of us, actually all of us, all of us are growing older. Whoa, it's already 2018? Wow, crazy, right? Time goes fast. We're all growing old, but I want to ask you, are you growing up? Because there's a difference. Some of us are growing old and not growing up. And I want to challenge you. My baby Aaliyah, she grew two inches in five days. Whoa. If we grew two inches every five days, man. <laughs> Huge! I have one of my youth group students. Uh, any of you guys 13? Raise your hand if you're 13. Oh, yes, there's a bunch of you. Okay. Great time in life, all right? <laughs> well, anyways, one week, uh, his name's Peter. He's 13 years old. He walks into church and he goes, Pastor Jeff, what time is Bible study Friday? And I, it's the same time for the past 15 years, right? Okay. And then the following week, I kid you not, I look at him, and he's huge. He's looking at me eye to eye now, right? And he goes, yo, Pastor Jeff. I'm like, oh my goodness. You know, the great Charles Spurgeon once said this. He said, there are children in the church of God that are 70 years old. Wow. On the flip side, there may be some of us in this room that are 30, 40, 50, 60, but we are still being bottle fed when it comes to our spiritual walk. We're still having temper tantrums like a little child. So I want to ask you, are you growing up or just growing old? The beautiful thing is, though, that you can continue growing into eternity. In 2 Peter 3.18, it says, but grow, grow, grow up in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, both now and to the day of eternity. We can grow and keep growing, and keep growing in our spiritual walk. So I'm going to challenge you today. Grow up in your faith. It's weird, though, because we're supposed to have a childlike faith, but then at the same time, we're supposed to have adult fruits. It's a crazy concept, so I'm going to help you understand that today. I know it sounds opposite and contradictory, but no, it's not. So there's three ways that we can have faithful feet. Only three, okay? Three ways. First one is have faith. Number one is have faith. Everybody say, have faith. have faith. There are essentially two responses that I shared this past week. 
when it comes to response to our faith. The first part of our faith is this. What can God do for me? You know, when we're dead in our sins, I remember the first time that I was uh, dedicated my life to Christ. I realized the sin in my life. I was hopeless. I realized that my destination was not heaven. And in that moment, I said, I, I can't do this on my own. I, I need your help, God. So the very first step of our faith is what can God do for me? In Psalms 46, 1, it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in times of trouble. That's the first step. Okay? The second step, though, is what can God do, help me out, everybody, through me. Oh, y'all learning, yes. So it's what can God do for me? And then eventually when you mature in your faith and you start to grow up in your faith, it's what can God do through me? So now we're going to focus on that part. Guys, God's looking for people who are going to have faithful feet. Faithful feet. We're going to walk to places that other people won't walk to. Ones who carry out their faith and activate it through actions. Now, I already know what some of you guys are thinking. You're already saying, little old me. What can I do, right? Little old me, right? I don't know how to be used by God. I would say this, dive into prayer. Dive into scripture. And dive into worship like you've never done before. And I promise you, I promise you, God will teach you and you will walk and have faithful feet. Give your best to God and let him do the rest. Did you know Actually, let's look at these pews for a moment. I just want to enjoy the, the, the elegance of these pews. Okay, so I have a question for you. Did God make the pew or did God make the tree? It's not a trick question. He made the tree. Yeah? See, God did not make an architect. He did not make a doctor. <laughs> But he made a person, and that person is identified through him. We are a child of God. We are not identified by what, by what we do, but who we are in Christ. So God made the tree, but with the tree, you can make a pew. You can make a, I don't know, that door right there. You can make a lot of things. And God made you, and we have a creative God. Many things can happen out of you. In Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. 1 Corinthians 12.4-6, There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. It's the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. We all have different gifts. Some of you can cook. Man, I wish I could cook. Some of you can dance, right? I can dance. Um, who else dance? Sam? Yeah. And, uh, you know, Andrew? He dance. <laughs> Ask him to dance for you later. <laughs> we got to use these gifts. Some of us know how to make somebody laugh. Some of us know how to listen. Use your gifts for the glory of God. The reason why we fight the good fight of faith for ourselves and for each other it's because of this. I'm going to do a little example. Okay, where's Eunice? Eunice, come here real quick. I have, I have a sermon example. Okay, I got some pretty crazy examples. So, I got a crazy one today. Okay, everybody, Eunice, stand next to me for a moment. I met Eunice two years ago, and she has been a very encouraging person to me. Um, all right, so, what is this, everybody? Oh, it's a, it's a blank check. All right, hold up real quick. Don't look, don't look. I'm going to do something. It says my name on it. It has my address. Uh, Eunice, what's your last name? N-J-N-D. Oh, make, make sure it's right. You know, spell it out for me. Okay, Eunice, I have prepared something for you. I want you to read out to them how much this check says. Okay? And then tell me how you feel. Okay? One million dollars. One million dollars. Oh, <laughs> Okay, now I got another question for you, Eunice. I just gave you a promise in that check. Now, the question is, do I have the power to actually cash out that check? What? Do I have that much money? No. No, give me that check back. All right, I would, keep, I would let you keep it, but I don't know what would happen if, 
if the bank, you know, can give it up for Eunice. Thank you, Eunice. I'm just gonna, just gonna rip it up real quick too, just in case. Just in case. Okay, why did I do that? Why did I do that? I did that because the reason why we have faithful feet, the reason why we give our life to Christ, is because the world is gonna promise us that there is satisfaction in earthly things. The world is going to promise us, if you have this, it's going, life will be complete. Eunice said, for one moment, she thought, <laughs> she thought, she hit, yeah, it's all good though, okay. Now the world's going to be like that. They're going to promise you, this is way better, way better than Jesus. This is way better. Go on vacation, take a six-month vacation. Oh my goodness, I want that too, yeah, it's okay. But... They're going to promise that that will be the thing that this, is life is all, that this life is all about. No, 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 no. That is not true. The world cannot cash out. The world, does not, the world can make a promise, but the world does not have the power. Now, Eunice, I do have friends, though, <laughs> who have the power to keep that promise. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just explaining to you, okay? Now, <laughs> God has promised us life to the full. And he is the only one who has the power to keep that promise. So that's why we fight the good fight of faith. That's why we will be faithful in our walk with Jesus. You know, there's, again, there's three ways that we can have faithful feet. The first one was what? Have Mm, easy, okay, it's in the title, easy. Number two, have focus. Everybody say focus. We need to focus all our energy on the glory of God, okay? Everybody see the movie John Wick? John Wick? All right, one person. James, I love you. It's a good movie, right? All right, it's kind of violent. Don't watch it, youth group, okay? But uh, anyways, John Wick, when he busts through the door, like this door, he busts through the door. He is so focused there could be commotion going on over here, but he's so focused on his mission. Uh, if you go in the next picture, so I was in, I was in this movie uh, called Captive State. It comes out this year, okay? Uh, it was directed by the same guy who did the Planet of the Apes and things like that. I didn't have a big role. It was a very small role. But uh, I was casted to be uh, one of the SWAT team guys, all right? Main guy that's in this movie is John Goodman. Um, also, the guy from Get Out is in here, and Machine Gun Kelly. And I am one of John Goodman's, like, uh, bodyguards, right? I'm just standing by as he walks by me. All right, I did that for like three hours, just standing there. <laughs> now, you might not see my face, but if you see an Asian guy, there was no other Asian guy, that's me, okay? And if you see somebody jump out the car and, like, hit their face with a gun on accident, that was me too, I'm sorry. They didn't teach us how to jump out the car. So our job was to um, go into these alleys jump out of the police cars with our guns blazing, run upstairs, bust through doors. And every time the director looked at us, he brought us in a huddle. He said, this is real. And I'm like, what you mean? <laughs> what you mean it's real? But what he was trying to say is stay focused, okay? The, the camera is actually rolling, okay? Let's, let's do this. Let's give our best efforts. See, when it comes to... Um, being faithful to God. I believe that some of us have a bag of seeds, right? And we keep that bag of seeds to ourselves. There's other people who are taking one or two seeds and just frolicking, frolicking around, you know, just a little bit of seeds. But I encourage you to have a machine gun full of seeds, and a bah, right, right in you. And then when the seed of God goes out, it's, it's his job to, to let it grow, right? But we got to spread it, okay? When he hits them, oh, it's going to hit them so hard. They're going to cry. They're going to be like, ah. But it's not going to be pain. It's going to be like, oh, God's so good, you know? We got to machine gun ways of spreading seeds. Isaiah 52, 7, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Guys, when you get tired, you don't want to serve the church anymore, I encourage you to focus. When somebody is making you angry, 
but you know that they need the love of Jesus, I encourage you to focus, focus in love. When you get discouraged, when something doesn't go your way, I want you to focus on what God's promises are for us. You say, no, I know it's messed up, but God is still good. God allowed it. He did not do it to me, and he is still good. Psalm 62, 8. Trust in him. Trust in God at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. Allow your heart to be full, and then after that, pour it out. You know, all through the scripture, we hear things like, Praise be to God. Worship God. And then we hear, give glory to God. Real quick, I want to I explain to you why um, people talk about spiritual highs for a moment. Okay? Now, there's a difference between giving praise to God, worship, and glorifying Him. Okay? So praise, worship, and glory. For example, you could praise without giving worship. You could praise somebody at a basketball game, right? But you can't worship without giving praise. So worship is the next level praise. And then the next thing is glorifying God. You can praise without glorifying. You can worship without glorifying. But glorifying includes both worship and praise. So let me help you with this example. As you guys know, in the Old Testament, some of you may not know, in order to worship God before, there would be the outer courts, the inner courts, and the Holy of Holies. Only certain people can go into the Holy of Holies. Okay? So the outer court is like giving praise to God. That's where we start our relationship with God. The inner court is when we start to see him as our God. And then when we go into the Holy of Holies, that's when we start to see him as our friend. So let me help you. At the retreat, first day, you know, everybody's worshiping a little bit. We're giving praise. Second day gets a little stronger. Or second worship gets a little stronger because we're starting to realize, wow, God is actually, he wants a relationship with me. And then the last night when we had this powerful experience for many of us. It's because you have finally entered into the Holy of Holies because you have learned that he is not just an acquaintance, not just a friend, but he is a great and good, good father. Let me help you out again. This is a very difficult concept, but it is so important in our spiritual walk with God to know why we have certain times that are low, why we have certain times that are high, okay? So, Pastor Steve, I need you to help me. I didn't tell him what I was going to do, okay? Pastor Steve, in the beginning... Oh, no, no, no. That's, uh, yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> All right, so, when we first met two years ago, what did, we, what did we do? We were acquaintances, right? Hello, I'm Jeff. I'm Steve. Yes, that is your name. Okay. So, we were acquaintances. After this past week, how do we greet each other? My brother, my brother, right here, yeah, uh. Okay. All right, beautiful. So, there's a different way that we greet each other. All right, now sit down for this next one. Because when we reach into the glory of God, it is more like marriage. It is an intimate time. That's why I had him sit down. That's why I had him sit down. <laughs> so when we, we, when we go in a relationship with God, when we give him praise, it can sometimes be like an acquaintance. I'm going to praise you. Sing some songs. But then we worship. We're like, man, okay. We're still figuring it out. But then when we reach the glory, when we reach the Holy of Holies in our relationship with God, it is so intimate that he, we know he is our Father. And even though we can't see him, we know he is a living God. And that's why we need to learn how to give praise, worship, and glory. Giving glory and being in the presence of God is the most intimate form of relationship between you and him. God is holy and set apart. Because of his glory. Actually, you know what? John Piper said this once. He said, God is in a class by himself. He has infinite perfections, infinite greatness, and infinite worth. So let's take our faith higher to the point where we glorify God. Where we usher into the presence of God. So there's three things. Again, there's have faith. What's the second one? Have? Yes. Last one is this. Leave a footprint. Leave a footprint. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. If you want to leave a footprint for the gospel, for the kingdom of God, you're going to have to go places in your faith that you've never gone to. You're going to have to go to places where it's very uncomfortable. You're going to have to talk to people that you don't necessarily like 
that you have to love them. God is everywhere, again, but his glory is only accessed through a certain way. The Holy of Holies. Back in the day when I was dancing, I, uh, we would get invited to many um, dance clubs. Okay? I know some of you know what I'm talking about. Got that club ministry going for, for ministry, right? Okay. <laughs> well, anyways, because we were performing, they would always give us this wristband. Okay? This wristband would mean that you are VIP. Stands for a very important person. I'd be like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, right? And they would allow you to go to the part of the nightclub where you would have to pay hundreds of dollars to be. But because I had this bracelet, they would just let me ride on it, right? And it wasn't even that great. It was just whatever. <laughs> but the reason why I talk about the wristband is how do we access into places where most don't go? We access it through Psalms 104. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. See, praise gives access. Worship brings relationship, but glory brings intimacy. But I know what you're thinking. It's hard. It's hard to give God your all. It's risky. You know, even back in the day when they would enter into the Holy Holies, they'd have a rope and a bell. Because if you walked into that place and you were unclean with sin, um, and you didn't do the burnt sacrifices correctly, you would just die. There's risk involved with giving your life to God. Giving all of you to God. But I encourage you, it's the greatest thing that you could ever do. Jesus washed our feet, but he also expects our feet to get dirty again for his kingdom. In Matthew 6, 6, it says, but you, you, when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So I want to ask you today, have you been going into a place where no one knows and praying to God? Or is it only in this place in front of other people? If it's only here, you will only enter into maybe the first or second level. But when you enter into that secret place, God is going to do great things in you and through you. I shared about uh, one of my mentors to the people at retreat, so I want to share a little bit to you guys as well. I have this uh, mentor, her name is Dr. Marina McLean. She is from London, and she lives now in Dallas, Texas. She is a worship leader, a songwriter, and a beautiful, just amazing leader for the kingdom of God. And I asked her once, I said, why, how do you take your faith so well publicly? How come you can have this joy of the Lord wherever you go? And she said, in order to take my faith publicly, which we all need to do, in order to take my faith publicly, I need to have already have done it privately. So before you take it publicly, how can I be used by God? Well, I'll tell you how to be used by God. You first take your, you go into a room, close the door, and you pray to him. Take it, your faith privately before you take it out publicly. You may be wondering, how do, how, why, am I, why am I speaking here? And why am I so comfortable? It's because I spent hours and hours praying for you guys. And I'm confident that God is going to do a good work here. People will not follow you where you have not gone. In Chicago, there's a big bike culture that is going on. And I was a bike messenger for um, a good amount of time, which means that I was downtown in the streets delivering stuff all between the cars. So if you visit Chicago, I apologize on behalf of those crazy bikers, but I was one of them. Okay? So a, a real one, a real messenger. You know when it's a real one versus a wannabe, right? Because the real ones, they have dirt all over their bike. Um, their tires look bald. And then you already know the ones who want to be a, a real one, but they're not. How do I know? Because their chain is so clean. Um, you could see a little bit of dust on their frame. You know, our feet, wherever we go, our faith, I hope that one day everybody in this room, when you get to heaven, your, your like spiritual feet will be raggedy, we'll have some corns, <laughs> we'll have some, it'll be a little stinky, right? But you know what God sees when he sees the dirty feet? He goes, <sighs> faithful feet, <laughs> amen. So we got to have faith, we got to have focus, and we got to leave a footprint. Guys, as leaders, we're, as we, and just people in the church, it's going to be hard you know, as I look in this room, I can even see in certain people's eyes that you have dealt with pain in your life. 
And I don't even have to talk to you without knowing that there have been things in your life that was difficult. We all have scars. But you know what? I encourage you, because Jesus did too. And he didn't stop when it got hard. But he had the most faithful feet. This is my fourth retreat um, this season. And during my third retreat, no, during my second retreat, I was praying to God in private. And I, um, it was actually one of the retreats that Ellen served at. And it's called AF1, it's in Wisconsin. And I was praying, I was praying. And deep in my prayer, I saw, um, I saw an image for some reason in my head. So I stopped praying. The image that I saw was I saw this humongous book, okay? And I thought it was the Bible. It was literally like this was one page, and this was one page while I was praying. I was like, hmm, weird, right? So in my imagination, I start walking to the book. And what I see is I saw a bunch of names over here. And then this page started to slowly fill up with names. And it wasn't ugly handwriting. It was just beautiful calligraphy, right? And the crazy thing is it was dated um, December 2017, which was during the time of the retreat. And what I realized that in that time of prayer, I realized that this is a symbol of the book of life. And at this retreat, and many retreats, people are going to go from the road to destruction to the road to heaven. And it started filling out. And I, I, I cried because I was so honored to be part of that journey. You know, my, my role in Captive State was a very, very small role. Just watch John Goodman walk by me, just kick down doors and run in. Very small role. But I was very privileged and honored because it was part of a massive production. Guys, we may have small stories, but we are part of the great story of God. The grand story of redemption. This church and my church and many other churches, whether you feel it or not, you are part of that story. But what if you helped fill up some names? It's only by the grace of God, but our job is to proclaim the word to, to people. So knowing that, I want to ask you guys, are you okay with people walking around to the path to destruction? Because that is way, way worse than depression. Way worse. God's grace, though, is greater than our failure. It's greater than our fears, so let's be used by God. Amen? Isaiah 52, 7 again. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. If you go to the next picture, I want to share about a very uh, tough time in my life, okay? Now, um, I, was, I was burnt out to the max, and I actually thought about quitting ministry. Uh, I'm in my ninth year of ministry, and last year was one of the roughest times. There was a lot of problems in my church, and there was a lot of people that were coming to me with very heavy um, requests for counseling. For example... Uh, there was things about, unfortunately, people were coming to me for counseling because they were raped, and it was very, very heavy things. Other people were literally wanting to commit suicide, and, uh, and they reached out to me for help. There was problems here, problems there, and I literally see sin in every corner of my life, and it's just popping up and and it's, it was just hard, very difficult. I was burned out to the max. But thank God, I asked uh, Ellen's pastor, his name is Pastor John Kim, I asked him to pray for me. And I'll be honest, that one prayer for me was able to um, bring life back into me. And I was able to look back up to God. I was in a very difficult, dark valley. But it was one prayer that kept that light going. And I want to encourage you guys. You have no idea. You could be one prayer away from someone receiving salvation. Or you could be one prayer away from somebody receiving healing in your life that they've never had before. So I want to encourage you. Keep praying. Don't stop praying. Be, be prayerful. And the great thing is I'm still here. After that prayer, I'm still here. I'm still standing. I'm still in ministry. 
and I'm ready to put in the work. Real talk moment, how do we keep this faith going? Why do I have a fire in my heart that doesn't really go away too often? The reason for that is you may not know this, but I've been teaching you, but just like Johnny, I've also been training you. Did you know that? I've been training you at this retreat for those of you who went. How? Through the affirmations. I am a child of God. I am loved by God. And I am the light of the world. My identity is in these three things. I am a child of God. It doesn't matter. He that is within me is greater than he that is within the world. And it will be okay. So we got to be prayerful. We got to be prayerful. We got to be worshipful. Got to go into the glory. So during this time, after he prayed for me, I, I felt like God was telling me to go back to your roots. So I went back to my high school where I gave my life to Christ for the first time. I actually went by the chair. And I remember the moment I gave my life to him. Then after that, um, I, I wanted to exercise. So I took my bike, and I didn't want to um, bike to downtown. I wanted to start in downtown. So I hopped on this train. It was the blue line, okay? I hopped on the train, and literally, this is, this is the, how it looks, okay? And I'm listening to this audiobook, and it's all about being obedient to God and um, sparking the passion in your life again, okay? So the, this, it's talking about, like, uh, Go. Just, if God tells us to do something, go. If he feels like you're pushing you in the, in the heart to do something, go. Like, for example, if, someone, if, he, if he's telling you to go talk to somebody about Jesus, do it. And I'm like, man, let me fast forward through this part real quick. I just want to relax. But then those phrases kept going in my head. And I saw a man. So I was kind of sitting uh, in the back corner. And let's pretend like that man in the hoodie in the back uh, was another man. And I had my bike, and for some reason, I felt in my heart that I needed to talk to him about Jesus. And I really didn't want to, but I said, God, I will do this to, to be pleasing in your eyes. So I, I walked my bike over to him. I started to realize it's a homeless man. Okay? And I put my bike aside, and I'm looking for ways. I'm looking for ways on how can I talk to this guy in this really loud train? Okay? How can I spark a conversation? So I'm looking around, I'm looking around, I see that he has a bag, plastic bag, and then he's, you know, got some clothes, and, and then I see a book, and I'm like, that's it, I'm going to ask him about the book, and we're going to talk about Jesus, right? So this is what I do, I'm literally standing across from him, right across from him, but as you know, training can be kind of loud sometimes, and I'm like this, I'm looking, I'm waiting for the right time, I'm about five stops away from my stop, okay? So I look at the book, I look at him, and I say this, I say really loud. I say, so, is that a good book? <laughs> right? And then he's just looking down. No response. And I'm like, ah, come on. I'm just going to go back to train. And I was like, no, 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 no. I got to do this. I got to do this. So I do it again. I go, so, even more loud. Is that a good book? And then he does this. He does this. He starts to look up slowly. Looks up slowly. And then he looks deep into my soul, right? And then he goes, it's a great book. <laughs> so we start talking about this book. I'm like, man, tell me about this book. I, I, I like books. I was listening to a book, right? So he's telling me about this book. We get into uh, um, what we're doing for the day. He told me he rides the train every single day because it's too cold out. And uh, he just stays there and tries to sleep. Now we're at three stops away. Okay? And we're just having a small time. I'm like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta throw Jesus in here. Okay? And then he's having such a great time. He says, man, Jeff, you are, man, I haven't had a great conversation like this in a long time. You know what? I want to give you something. So he reaches into his plastic bag and he goes, Ksh! and he gives me uh, a huge can of beer. Right? Okay. <laughs> so at that moment, I'm like, what do I do? Okay. <laughs> so I, I say, you know what? You probably spent a lot of money on that. Go ahead and enjoy yourself. I don't mind. I don't, I don't need to drink right now, okay? But I really appreciate it. And he's like, all right, I'm down to you. And I ask him, what happened? Why are you homeless? Um, why are you on the streets? And he said, I got lost in the sauce. Sauce meaning the beer. And he said, I lost my family because I couldn't control myself. I lost my job. And now I'm homeless. 
And then he's like, well, besides the point, I still want to give you something. So he puts down the beer, and then he pulls out some rolling paper, all right? Some white rolling paper. If you don't know what that is, don't worry about it, okay? <laughs> pulls out this red, he's like, you are, you are gonna like this one, okay? And then he pulls out some substance and sprinkles it in there. And then he starts rolling it in public in the middle of the train, okay? He rolls it well wrapped, okay? And he goes like this. I made this for you. <laughs> and then again, I said, God, what do I do in this moment? <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, he was in such a good mood that I, I did receive it. Okay? I threw it away right after. Actually, not right away. I, I showed my wife because I thought it was hilarious. And then I threw, she was like, what are you doing? And I threw it away. Okay? But I took it. I said, man, th- I appreciate you. Thank you. All right? Um, after that, two stops away. And I'm, literally, it's 10 minutes between stops. And I'm like, oh, man, this is a great conversation. But I will not complete the assignment if we just keep talking about life. So I paused him for a moment, and I said, his name was Jake. I remember it clearly. I remember his face clearly. He was in his 50s, and I said, Jake, I want to ask you a question. Do you know Jesus? And then he looked at me. Um, His face got kind of still, and then he smirked. He smiled, and he said, yeah, I know Jesus. And I said, Jake, I want to encourage you today. I want to say that You know, I know life is tough, but there will be a day when pain and your addictions will be no more. And you know what he said? This is literally my last stop before I have to leave. He looked at me and he says, man, I got Jesus and I love him, but I cannot wait for that day to come. And he smiles. Bing, the door is open. I walk out. Never see him again. There will be a day, guys, where all the struggle, all the pain will be no more. And even though we're going through pain right now, maybe I ask you and I encourage you to lean in to Jesus. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. My hope is that we would have faithful feet. You know, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. But I pray a lot that the few would be the most powerful thing that the world has ever seen because of the Holy Spirit in them. That we would be driven not by what we see or the pain that we feel, but we would be driven by the hope that is found in the gospel that we would be driven by something that is not of this world. The reality is we are few and we are outnumbered, but God is good. He has chosen us. And when I look at you guys, there is many scars in this room, even many open wounds that are still waiting to be a scar of the past. But I encourage you, lean into God. Allow that wound to become a testimony. Just like how when Jesus had the scars, and he was resurrected. They were no longer painful, but they were the testimony. Because the church, guys, is not a building. Look up, look around. This is not a building. Church is not a building. The reality is we don't go to church, but we are the church. Everybody said this. We don't go to church. We are the church. All right, look at the person next to you. Say the same thing. We don't go to church. We are the church. Yes. You know, we label this the, the commission in the Bible, Matthew. We label it the Great Commission where we are supposed to disciple and baptize people in the name of Jesus, right? We don't label it the OK Commission. We don't label it the Decent Commission. No, we label it the Great Commission. And we need to be great followers of Christ who are willing to have great, faithful feet. In closing, praise band, you can come up. I want to ask you guys three questions before we close. Three questions. Very simple questions, okay? I talked about heaven, me and Jake talked about Jesus, talked about heaven a little bit. I want to ask first this question. I want you to answer it in your heart. For real, for real. Yes or no, or maybe, okay? And if you're maybe, you know what to do, okay? First question is this. Will heaven be 
your destination. I was on the way to somewhere on that train. We were all on the train of life. And I want to ask you, will heaven be your destination? Answer that in your heart for a moment. C.S. Lewis once said that hell is the only place where the key in the lock is on the inside because we have this free gift of grace. If you say no, or maybe I want you to stay on that question. I want to ask, do you have a kingdom and eternal perspective where you know that there is more than just this world and there is something after this? Do you have a kingdom eternal perspective? And if you say no, I want you to stay on that question. But if you said yes, I want you to go to this last question. If yes, are you okay with people walking around on the way to hell? Because I am not okay with that. And when I look at you guys, I hope to see every single one of you in heaven. And I'm not okay with not seeing you there. So if you said yes to those two questions, are you okay with the people sitting next to you that might not know Jesus for real, not have a relationship with him? Are you okay with that? Because me and Pastor Steve, we are not okay with that. And we will do everything in our power to see you at our final destination. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we so thankful that you are God that has such faithful feet. You are God that your faithfulness has always remained and it will continue to remain. And because of that, God, because you kept walking when we couldn't, when we were just crawling, dead in our sin, that you walked to us. We didn't even have to walk to you, but you had faithful feet. Because of that, God, I pray that we would have faithful feet. Real quick, continue in a heart of prayer. I'm going to read the very last scripture of the Bible. The very last scripture of the Bible. It says, He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord be with you all. Amen. Heavenly Father, living grace ministry. May your grace remain in them. And through that, I pray, Lord, we would have faithful feet. For some of us, God, this was Sunday morning, and other, others of us, this was the last service of our retreat. But either way, Lord, I pray that we would realize that we can always find a path in the wilderness and a stream in the desert. If there's anybody in here, God, that is struggling, help them. I encourage them to ask you for help. And if there's anybody in this place, Lord, that feels lost, Lord, I pray that they would look for you. Not just sit around, but they would actually seek you. God, you are a God that knocks at our door. So I pray that we would open that door and allow you to come into our lives. God, I speak a blessing over this church. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name.